No mob, hope this finds you well. I'm currently on my way to Melbourne for another week of training and to get some work done, both in regards to Kilalana and my own consultancy business and to finalize some projects and tie up some loose ends before the end of the year and wanted to yarn with you about doing hard things and are you committed or motivated which is what I based one of my previous episodes on but this fact of discomfort is going to be a familiar friend for the foreseeable future and being prepared to understand that in order to get to the next marker in my journey which at the moment the current process consists of clearing all things that don't align with where I'm being called to go and finalizing those projects and having some really hard conversations that are uncomfortable I've started some of those conversations and they've been messy they've been emotional and I've realized that this is part of the experience it's part of the growth is the willingness to do hard things sit in the discomfort for the foreseeable future and really lean into and stretch my capacity and my abilities to in in order to become the woman who can create and, and be and do the vision that I'm being called to do even if I don't necessarily understand all of the moving parts or how this is all going to weave together um, both in the short term and the long term and for me that journey to black belt now is really going within and looking at my journey and understanding what are the gaps in my abilities and my capacity to deliver on the things that I'm doing the roles and obligations that I hold but also the things that I'm wanting to do desiring to do feeling called to do and having a really good long honest look in the mirror and being with myself and looking at who I've been this year and I did a post on LinkedIn about it I uh, we're about to have our Kilana opening for those that don't know what Kilalana is the Kilalana Foundation is um, my youth work with young Aboriginal women based in the Mallee region of Victoria and I started this program while I was pregnant while I was working full-time in 2020 and it was I've been doing this work since I was 15 and Kilalana's existed in some different iteration since then However, when I moved home, I started Kilalana as an after-school girls program for specifically for Aboriginal girls because I was frustrated that there was nothing in terms of prevention and proactive space for our young Aboriginal women to access culture, community, each other, and positive trauma-informed self-development and self-empowerment. Now, I'm very much act first, think later, heart-led, big visionary. And the gap for me is in strategy and planning things out, like mapping it out and going, how does this current choice or thing weave into what I'm already doing and do I have the capacity and the ability for it? 
but also how is it going to connect with what I'm already doing and I've learnt a lot in the last two years of doing what I'm doing and I've um, been working with staff this year I've been working with governance and so many other factors and Kilalana has grown bigger than I thought it would it's definitely a need and it's definitely a deep love of mine but its current form has outgrown my capacity and my abilities to serve it well and to lead it well in that I'm not ready to manage staff um, in terms of the full-time components that I have been and I feel like I know that I haven't shown up very well in that space in terms of the staff that I do have. Growing a not-for-profit and building an organisation and all of the things that go a part of that, I don't have organisational skills or capacity and I don't really have the desire to learn those things at this stage in my life. Um, getting back to jiu-jitsu hasn't been a simple, not, not that it would be with five kids and, um, you know, being 38 and all of the, all of the things that go on in my life, but it's not, hasn't been as straightforward as I'd hoped it would be in terms of going, even just getting to the mats twice a week. Other things have gotten in the way of that. But what really resonated with me was sitting with our um, titters yesterday in our final Sunday session in the lead up to our opening and exhibition next week is I felt that there was an incongruence with who I was being and how I was showing up in my leadership as a woman for the role model and the leader and the example that I wanted to be for the titters. In terms of my own practice of self-care, how I was managing my roles, um, the acknowledgement of the things that I feel I need to learn in terms of the skill shortage and the gaps that there are in my knowledge, my skills and my abilities to do the things that I'm doing. And the fact that there needs to be a change in the, the current shape of what I'm doing and how I'm doing it so that I can actually create the space to learn those skills, um, grow that experience and have those abilities and the capacity to do things with the, with the skill and the respect that it deserves because I'm working with young people. I'm, I'm being with them and I'm doing with them and I want to make sure that in that being and doing and that example that there's full congruence and reverence for the position I hold being someone that these girls trust and look up to and that was a hard thing to sit with it was a really hard thing and it created more than a a bit of discomfort some of it caused a lot of pain and even my approach to the conversations that I've had to had I realized I've got to do the next layer of personal development and healing so I can self-regulate myself when having hard conversations to be able to sit in that space and hear things that I may not want to hear, to be able to articulate and express myself without breaking down in tears, particularly when things are really raw or personal, but the yarn needs to be had 
then and there or as soon as possible because not having that yarn, not addressing that situation and just talking about it um, with other people or and that person or that situation is unaware that there's even a problem or what the problem itself is, is not in, is not in congruence with who I want to be, what my values are. And full disclosure, I am recording this on the side of the road because I was just thinking about it so much that I could not not record it right now. So for me, sitting with what are the hard things I'm going to be doing and that are required of me to prepare and clear the things that no longer belong in my life for this next chapter that I'm being called to write. And I can't necessarily go into the detail of that yet because it's something that I'm figuring out. It's a journey that I'm walking to better understand what it is that I'm being called to do or where I'm being called to go. Um, the spaces that I'm currently occupying, the things that I've learned and just being called to be in this space right now to understand the chapters that have been, the chapter that is and the possibilities that could be and weaving those stories together so that I can move forward and become the woman I know I'm being called to be, that I desire to be and that I can be. So this sitting with hard things is literally causing physical symptoms and it's one of the fucking hardest things I've done and I've done a lot of hard things. But sitting with myself and looking in the mirror and acknowledging that I'm not being or doing my best is hard. But it's so worth it because I know that ignoring it causes self-harm it causes mental illness and for me most importantly at all it causes harm to those that I love and that I work with or look up to me and that's one of my pro protocols for how I show up is to do no harm and a promise that I made to myself that my kids wouldn't become a victim of my trauma and dysfunction and when I realized and I started exploring and reflecting on the year that's been who I've been the things that we've done learnt. And what that means, realizing that I haven't always done the best I could or shown up in the best way was hard. Um, was I aware of it 90% of the time? At the time, no. But afterwards I had a gut feeling, but there was 10% of the time where I had that gut feeling and this knowing and I chose to go ahead anyway, whether it was from overwhelm, um, a trauma response or just not knowing or having the capacity to do differently and I've realized that it's about meeting myself as I am in those moments and being able to make decisions or choices from the new self so it's meeting my old self in old in old situations or moments when I would make an, an old choice and choosing and being able to do differently that's where I'll create momentum. That's where the change can happen. But I've realized in order to be able to do that, it's going to require me to accept the discomfort and doing hard things are going to be a part of my future forever. But in this current chapter, it's going to be a lot of the experience, a lot of the time, because I'm doing things I haven't done before or doing them in a way that I've never done them before. 
and having the courage to acknowledge that I'm out of my depths, that I haven't been the leader or the woman that I've wanted to be, that I can be because I've stretched myself too thin. Um, I'm doing too many things and I'm not doing a lot of them well. And a lot of this accountability is coming because being with the girls yesterday made me look around and just appreciate the power of them being together and the work that we're doing and also having the courage that I'm not being the woman I want to be, the woman that I can be or need to be in that space when I'm in that space, but also when the girls are watching me outside of that space, when my own kids are watching me and the ripple effects of that and the potential for harm, when I'm not living in that congruence and that resonance. So there's going to be a lot of healing that's coming up. There's going to be a lot of challenges about sitting with myself and taking responsibility, like deep responsibility. And also I'm ready for this. I'm ready to be guided. I'm ready to do the work. I'm ready to learn and I'm ready to show up. And that means just not stopping things, but shifting how I'm doing things and who I am in those roles so that I can weave them together with the integrity and honoring of each role and each process for what it can be and also accepting it for what it is in this current chapter and being able to communicate that and articulate that. And this will lead into a yarn around when a woman becomes her own purpose, she becomes the change that she wants to see in the world before she can do the change that she wants to see in the world. And that's definitely the case for me in this current situation is having the courage to actually acknowledge that I need to become my own purpose and do my own purpose in order to be able to lay the foundations to be and do that purpose for other people and the vision that I have for the change and the impact that I want to have in the world. And as a First Nations woman, as a mother, it feels really scary. It feels really hard to acknowledge that in order to to do the things I want to do for my family and community and the impact I want to have, I need to become my own purpose for the foreseeable future to heal, to grow, to develop, to become the woman that I know I can become, to self-actualize my own potential and possibility, to create the space to experience the things I need to experience to grow, the skills that I need to grow in order to become the woman that I need to become to do the things I want to do, to be the mother that I want to do, to be the entrepreneur, the leader, the athlete, all of the things I feel called to do can only become possible in this next chapter when I become my own purpose. And that's as scary as fuck because it's not socially acceptable. It's not the done thing, but it's the thing I need to do in order to actualize myself, in order to be able to alchemize the skills and the experiences that I have so that I can amplify the power and the impact of my being before my doing. So here's to doing hard things. Here's to embracing the discomfort and leaning into nurturing the capacity and the abilities of what's to come. 
Big love you, mob.